G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you know, the political heavyweights have been on the hustings ahead of this weekend's Benelong by-election in Sydney. It's a battle between former tennis great John Alexander and the former Premier of New South Wales, Christina Keneally. The eyes of the nation are on this by-election because it has some national ramifications, depending on which way voters will vote in Benelong. Let's get some insights. Ashley Saunders is the National Director of Family Voice Australia. He's been following the campaign with real interest. And a special welcome back to you, Ashley Saunders. Good morning, Neil. It's great to be with you again. Ashley, you've been following this very closely. It's just amazing to me just how few members have represented Benelong in its almost 70-year history. What are your thoughts? Uh, uh, yes, that's right. So uh, Benelong is an electorate that's been very loyal to its members. There are, uh, it's only been held by four members, three Liberal and one Labor, and the only time in the history of the electorate that the sitting member has been defeated was when Maxine McHugh defeated John Howard uh, in 2007 as part of the, uh, uh, the Rudd uh, coming to power. So it's, it's uh, an electorate that has had very few members, only four, uh, who have each represented the electorate for some time, with the exception of Maxine McHugh for three years, and then John Alexander came back in, in or came in in tr- 2010, winning it back for the Liberals. And so uh, very loyal Uh, electorate, but the electorate boundaries do change over time with redistributions. Yes, let's talk about some of the electorate boundaries, because when we talk about local government and federal government and state government, uh, there are all sorts of political influences into where the electorate is. What are your thoughts on how things have changed and how that might affect outcomes? Uh, In New South Wales, you've basically got two state electorates for every federal electorate. And uh, in the boundaries that Bannalong presently has, which um, over successive redistributions has become, I guess, uh, squashed in a north-south direction and pushed further west so that it incorporates Ryde and other areas in in that um, general area. Those who know Sydney uh, will know the area I'm talking about. And so in the area that is represented by Bannalong now, you have at least one state Labor member and you've got at least one uh, Labor local mayor and so uh, it's a question of uh, how concentrated those are uh, and uh, and so on uh, john alexander won the seat in again in 2010 uh, 2016 rather um, and has a 9.7 percent majority now if you and i were talking about uh, a 9.7 percent majority in other circumstances firstly when it wasn't a by-election and secondly uh, before the enormous swings we saw earlier this year in western australia you'd say 9.7 percent what have they got to worry about but it isn't a by-election and we have seen enormous swings in different places this year 
Let's just pause and reflect on that for a few moments because if it had been an ordinary candidate standing against John Alexander, uh, you might expect those sorts of swings uh, not to eventuate. There's a, a firm majority uh, there in favour of John Alexander given those previous numbers. But Christina Keneally, she is a almost celebrity candidate and someone who has been a former state premier. Uh, she does, in fact, rate very strongly. And as I understand it, the polls are sort of neck and neck. So some of that uh, some of that uh, 9% might not count too much on the weekend, Ashley. Uh, y- yes, that's right. So the latest polls uh, that I've seen have... Uh, John Alexander in front just by a whisker, but all predictions are that it's going to be close. Uh, Christina Keneally was the Premier, the Labor Premier for New South Wales. And, and, and yes, celebrity, there's, there's some pluses and minuses. Um, so she's a very likeable lady. Uh, she's a very likeable local member. And yet at the same time, she does have political baggage uh, because of um, uh, her being the Premier during the reign or the era of some Labor power brokers, some of whom are now in prison. And so, you know, yes, on the plus side, likeable and a good member, um, attractive, experienced politically. On the downside, not without her baggage. Uh, Baggage might count for something here. There's some other factors too. And when we talk about some of the, uh, the cultural minorities that live in and around that electorate, uh, talking about the Chinese and uh, there might be other uh, minority groups too, uh, cultural groups that are particularly uh, voting one way or another. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on the Chinese uh, number of uh, people who might be within that electorate, uh, Ashley? Uh, certainly the Chinese population in the electorate of Benelong is quite high um, and I guess there's a few things that we need to consider and uh, who knows how they'll play out. But first of all, there's the issue of same-sex marriage. Benelong was one of the electorates in New South Wales that voted no, and it did so, it is thought, primarily because of the high percentage of Chinese Christians uh, in Benelong. So with that issue just behind us, with us coming into a new era that, that, that... you and others will talk about on your program later today, you know, what, how will that play out amongst conservative Chinese Christians? Then on the other hand, um, there's the issue of um, foreign interference in domestic politics. Uh, it's only this week that Sam Dastiari announced that he was resigning from the Senate, and uh, that involves his association with a Chinese businessman. Um, I think only yesterday... Um, our ambassador to China was brought into a meeting to um, to be um, spoken with in strong terms about the things that have been said in Australia about Chinese interference in Australian politics. How will that play out? Will Chinese people in Benelong feel aggrieved on behalf of their country of origin or will they stand up for the country that is now theirs? Uh, so there's certainly a number of factors come into play when you talk about ethnic minorities in Benelong. Now, listen, what about local issues? I imagine that the by-election will be fought on those local issues. The reason we're talking about it, there are some national ramifications, but uh, in your uh, understanding, uh, John Alexander, has he been a good representative for the people of Benelong, or do you think that they'll be 
uh, at this point uh, expecting to change leaders as their member? Well, in a sense, it's a battle between the local issues versus the national ramifications. Uh, locally, John Alexander has a reputation as being a good member. Uh, he was a very uh, attractive and popular sports person when he was a tennis player, and he's carried that across as a local member. However, uh, you and your listeners might remember that um, early into the campaign, um, there was an old video released of John Alexander's function where he told uh, a very inappropriate joke. Uh, and um, uh, I don't think it was any coincidence that it came out when it did because um, these things get stored up for years for when they're needed uh, in many ways and in some circles. So um, have people forgotten that? Um, if they've remembered it, uh, does that outweigh um, his work for them over the last seven years as local member? Uh, so certainly um, he's not without his baggage in that sense as well, although regarded very highly as a local member. Ashley, Christina Keneally, she seems to be on a winner whatever happens because if we hearken back to the Sam Dastiari resignation, there's a, a vacancy there that can be filled and there is speculation that she may well be the one uh, who would move into that Senate position. But uh, either she's going to be a lower house member or an upper house member. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on her position in all of this? Uh, your listeners won't be surprised when they hear me say that what the only thing they're going to hear from Christina Keneally, from Bill Shorten and from the Labor Party over the next couple of days is that uh, their focus is on Benelong. Uh, that, that's what they'll be saying. Um, but there is uh, enormous speculation that having, in a sense, poked her head up again to get involved in politics, that, um, that if she does not win the, uh, the Benelong uh, by-election, that she might be parachuted into the Senate to replace uh, Sam Dastyari. So there is certainly that speculation, uh, but you will hear from her and from Bill Shorten and her campaign team, the only thing you'll hear over the next couple of days is we're focused on win winning Benelong. Ashley, is there a any form of Christian position that as a Christian believer and you have your set of values, a lens of looking at an election like this, is there a way as a Christian you would favour one over another? I know that Christina Keneally actually has some Christian roots uh, in the Catholic Church. Uh, what are your thoughts about, about how Christians might look at the candidates, but then, of course, keeping in mind the big picture? Yeah, and I guess when you start to look at elections and by-elections through a Christian lens, uh, trying to apply the Word of God, trying to individually be governed or controlled by the Spirit of God to discern who is the person uh, who I should uh, vote for in this election, uh, you have to look at issues of candidate, you have to look at issues of track record, and you also have to look at the big picture of the parties. And, uh, and certainly... Um, uh, it is. It won't come as a surprise, I think, to most of your listeners to say that um, many people are finding it harder and harder to be a Bible-believing Christian um, in either the Liberal Party or the Labor Party, but especially in the Labor Party. That's the that's the kind of sense uh, becoming harder for people to stand up for godly values. One of the things that um, that is a difference between the two parties is that in the Labor Party, you have to vote in accordance with the 
vote of caucus. So that if you um, go against what caucus has said in the parliament, then you are automatically uh, thrown out of the party. Uh, in the Liberal Party, although be under no illusion that there's not enormous pressure put on Liberal members, but in the Liberal Party, that rule doesn't apply. And so even though we hear about this is a conscience vote and this isn't a conscience vote, that's relevant in the Labor Party because if there's not a conscience vote, you must vote in accordance with caucus or be thrown out of the party, whereas the Liberal Party, in theory at least, Every vote is a conscience vote, and so they're things that you can take into account in saying it's easier for me to bring my Christian worldview into one or other of those parties. Okay, well, uh, that was a very diplomatic response, uh, but very well explained. And uh, for listeners, I think you'd be saying it's tough in the Labor Party to actually move any direction that looks even mildly Christian. Uh, and so uh, there might be a favouring towards the Conservative uh, John Alexander in this particular instance. It's uh, certainly getting harder and harder to be a Christian in the Labor Party. That, that's that's that, right. That's as, as, as bluntly as I can put it. Um, let me ask you about a prediction. Uh, any thoughts on what you think might happen? And given that these things are never an exact science, uh, it might be really an intuition or uh, something that might be a gut feeling from someone like yourself looking closely at the Bennelong by-election. Uh, what are your thoughts what the outcome might be on Saturday night? Um, it's a brave man that would put any money on it. Uh, having said that, uh, I think it will be tight. Uh, I expect that after preferences, John Alexander will be returned, uh, but I don't say that with any great sense of confidence as opposed to simply what my feeling is, having watched the campaign, having followed the reports of the campaign and having looked at some of the polling. Um, so it's, it's, it's more intuition than it is science, uh, but I would imagine that uh, after distribution of preferences, John Alexander would be returned, whether it's an increased majority or uh, a decreased majority. Um, I, I won't go that far in making any prediction, but I, I think it will be tight. And just quickly, before I let you go, Ashley Saunders, uh, when we talk about the national ramifications for this, uh, if John Alexander were to lose this by-election, that has major ramifications for the federal government, doesn't it? Yes, it does, because the government, with, um, with a member as the Speaker the government has a majority of one on the floor. And uh, so if, um, if John Alexander was not returned, if uh, Christina Keneally was to win, then the government would lose its absolute majority. It would turn into a minority government. Um, and um, uh, it's a bit like any other minority government. You would expect that most of their agenda would get through um, and for the opposition to defeat them would require the support of absolutely every crossbench member. Uh, and it is thought that even if there's a loss, uh, it won't probably impact too much the running of government, but it will certainly impact the politics of government significantly. Well, Ashley Saunders, always appreciate your rich and insightful and accurate commentary. Uh, and uh, when it comes to by-elections, uh, when we apply a Christian lens to things that are happening, and not only uh, locally on the ground, but 
what that might mean for us nationally. Uh, your insights are absolutely outstanding and uh, certainly appreciate you taking time to talk to uh, listeners on 2020 again today. Ashley Saunders, the National Director of Family Voice Australia, fava.org.au is the uh, website for Family Voice. Ashley, thanks so much for being with us again today. Uh, you're welcome, Neil, and good morning to your listeners. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.